0: We are continuing parashat, and we opened up with a discussion of Yitzchak and Rifka. Mm-hmm. Rifka is pregnant with twins. She doesn't know that, so she says uh, the, the kids are, are, are pushing in her stomach. She doesn't know that too. And she says, if this is, if this is it, why, why me? And we said it's a bit of a cryptic. A bit of a cryptic complaint. What is she trying to say? We said she doesn't know they're twins, so maybe she th- she thought there was a problem with the child. I saw that in the Mifarshim. Another opinion says, if this is childbirth and if this is pregnancy, why did I even ask for it? That's another <laughs> pidush I heard. You know, that's something you'll hear if okay, uh, all right. you know. I don't know, you, you guys probably uh, remember hearing that. Oh, okay. I, I definitely, I'm kidding. Uh, okay. So she goes and she seeks out the wisdom of God, which we're not exactly sure how she did it, apparently according to she went here. To Shem, no? Yeah. Uh, according to the Midrash, she went to Shem, and then Shem had a Ruach HaKodesh, and he told her, Whatever it is, this that was the that was the midrash. That was where they. they yeah, started. that's it's a, there's a whole midrashic, this, thing about this thing of shem ever. For example, even Yitzchak was even Yitzhak, to, They say went to shem ever for a while. They say even Yaakov, on his way to Lavan went to shem ever for a while. Okay. So so there's a whole midrashic thing about this yeshiva of shem ever. I don't know. It, look, none of it's in the Peshat. Okay, if we're being honest There's no there's no mention of a yeshiva It's a very very Like when you see things like that You know When at the same time That Avram Avinu Was serving meat and milk To his guests You say there's also a yeshiva Where they're studying In the traditional sense That we see today There's something off there That that, that I, We have to really understand What they're saying With this yeshiva of Shem I, I I don't know what it is uh, But She goes to According to the Midrash She goes to Shem And then the the response from the divine source mm-hmm. is that There are two nations in your stomach. Two nations. There are two nations, two nations. and two nations <laughs> will come out of your womb. Will separate from your womb. Actually. Wow. Uh, om om One of the nations will be stronger than the other nation. Verav yavod sair. And the strong one will serve, serve the weak, weak one, or you could translate it differently. And you could say, and the strong one, the weak one will serve. Oh, okay. So the weak one is going to take care so of the strong one. The, the weak one's going to serve the strong one, or the strong one will serve the weak one. Now, I'm, I'm translating it in both ways because it's, it's necessarily cryptic. And I'll prove to you that this, this <coughs> vagueness of this, of this sukim is probably even the peshat. Uh, because if you look, ulamil it says, They're not the same in their greatness. Yes. When this one gets up, this one falls. Yes. Yeah. So so when when they Israel is with Hashem, they Right, put, exactly. Top. Meaning here, it says there's another uh, thing. It says um if there was one city called Sor that was representative of the Esav descendants, they did not become rich only through the destruction and the wealth that poured in from Yerushalayim, which is, a, it's a, which is an example of this. So reading this Nevoah this, uh, this or this, this Ruach HaKodesh, it's, it's not trying to say that one is going to be stronger than the other. It's trying to say that Either one could be on top, of, be on top of, of the other yes. right you have two depending, nations depending who's one will be stronger than the other, and in a vague way, the strong one will either serve the weak one or the weak one will either serve the will serve the strong one, but at least according to the Midrash, what it means is that it's like a it's like a yes. like a scale depending one goes up the others depending down depending on how how israel uh, acts in front of Hashem. right now what's interesting it's like um it, it's I feel like it's representative of something. I feel like it's representative of this is, this is, of the representative ideologies, right? Of, you have two nations in your stomach. One Torah, is going to be you, the nation or keep of the Torah, or you go away from the Torah. Let's not even say Torah because we're too early for that. Yes. But one is going to be the nation of goodness and one, one quiet one. civility, and the other is going to be the one of brutishness and of, animal, of violent animal, of animal. animal and following the animal instinct, yes. right? Yes. And those two very basic instincts within always, us They are always fighting with each other Right, they turn into, into national identities Right, you could have one nation Which is known for its rule of law For its decency, for its goodness it's the world. And then you have another nation <laughs> Which is known for brutishness And for its violence And those become national identities And national cultures And then you have these So these two ideas These two Personal identities of Yaakov and Isav will turn into two national identities and national cultures, but these cultures are not always—they're not capable of coexisting. They're always going to have this this flux. They're going so one to have is this. Be top of the other. Right, and, the other. It may, and we see today. You see, it's sometimes in society, the we we see cultures that are goodness of of goodness and of Torah say Torah values are doing better. And then, the accord, and then the accord, more the accord, often eh? than not, it's the society. More yeah, often than not, it's, 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 it's the societies that are that follow the animalistic way of brutishness and violence and, and whatever it is. Those are the societies that that are stronger at some points. And the they political parties. No, that's what I'm saying. I think I think we are, we're starting to see. Look, where do if you think about it deeply, where do political parties come from? Every every cultural attitude, every phenomenon that's that's a a cultural thing that's that goes upon a lot of people at the same time is starts at an individual yes uh with an individual characteristic so you can have a cultural manifestation of a personal problem for example for example you can have I'll give an example that you may disagree. Somebody may disagree, and you wouldn't disagree, but you, someone listening, may disagree with the tendency towards cultural equality. Now, not equality of of, uh, of, of ability. I'm talking about equality in in money. That everybody should have the same exact <coughs> amount of money, right? So communism, call it. What is communism? Communism is a cultural phenomenon. It's something that's upon a lot of people, right? Now what individual characteristic would the desire, the cultural desire for complete equality of, of material, what personal characteristic would that come from? The one who doesn't have. The one who doesn't have is jealous. So it's a manifestation of personal jealousy. Yes. You understand? Immediately. That's the only reason. So personal jealousy because turns if that into person has it is that it's, just, it's right. going to be very difficult for you uh, to share with everybody. Else. Yeah, exactly. And then the once the person has it by stealing it from the other person, he makes himself the elite and then yeah, the rest yeah, of the people. Yeah, but sure. but that's how communism always works. But you see how the communist tendency that becomes a cultural tendency is an outgrowth of a personal desire or personal jealousy of the less for the, have those who have more, right? So, cultural attitudes are always outgrowths of individual psychological yes. things, or yes. tendencies. Something with, with uh, Marx Hitler. Hitler, or, uh, right. Uh, Je- you could call that the personal jealousy yes. of another uh, of another race, yes. or, uh, or that, w- that could be anger, individual anger towards the lessening of the national identity, right? I'm very, very upset about the fact that my honor has been attacked, because if you know, Germany, after World War I, they were destroyed by the West, they were, they were put under a lot of restrictions, their economy became shambles. So the once great German empire was now left to nothing. And then all these people developed this, this feeling of disgrace. So you take that personal feeling of well, disgrace. So the e- ego. The ego the and, yeah, and then they had this personal ego, right? That they needed to feel like they're great again. So you, what do you want to do? You need to find a scapegoat, and you take that personal feeling of disgrace, you turn it into a national ideology, becomes a, a cultural phenomenon that only succeeds because so many individuals have that individual tendency within them. So why why am I saying this? Because already from Esav and Yaakov, we can start to think beginning. in terms. This is the beginning, beginning of national cultures developing. In the beginning of the Torah, is right? teaching us right. Wow. That that's what's so significant about this about this nevoah is that it's saying. Within you, you have two, two boys that are going to represent nations. Which means everything we see within them, every tendency we see, we see within them, as Ramban says, is going to be siman right? lebanim. These are tendencies that we can project out that's going, that they're going to represent a cultural difference. Okay? And, and it's holds true today because if you come, let's say we're going to try to analyze what Esau and Yaakov are representing. But they're always, it seems to be like, like the fundamental... Uh, problem within cultures worldwide, is, is comes down to really one thing. It's will humans control their personal temptations, their personal anger, their desire for ego, all of the things that we Torah culture people consider negative parts of our personality. Are we going to control those parts of our personality? That for them it's not a negative, it's a positive. Right, or are we going to let them flourish? That's really the question of culture. I think yes, in in, true, in the world, very true. the question is: Are you going to control your animalistic tendencies and opt towards, for example, building a family with a with a single person, even though it goes against your animal tendencies to commit yourself to one human being? Are you going to put on the responsibility of taking care of kids, even though it's probably a little bit easier to just have fun and be a child your whole life, <laughs> right? So, so that's really the cultural question. Then, and then, and then. And then that becomes the basic difference between between culture is are you going to limit your animalistic tendencies or are you going to let all those negative parts of your personality flourish? Right, and they're 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 you see it you see out. you see it in the culture and today. Everybody has to accept it. And everybody has to accept it and and respect and it. Respect and, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. But uh but that that I think is a fundamental question of our culture. That's really the difference Which between all... starts at the beginning. I think success... And, and the beauty is that for a culture to be successful, <clears throat> it needs, on an individual level, for people to control their negative tendencies. Always. Right? So the cultural battles around the world are basically battles, very simple battles, between those who control the negative and, and, what and those matter? who let the negative reign supreme. Those negative tendencies, which we call negative, okay? Yes. We're going to, them, it's not negative. By the way, now we're going to see that in story form. Yes. Now the story yes. is going to mean yes. a lot yes. more. Yes. The first one came out red. His whole thing was like a mantle of, of hair. <laughs> he was called Esav. Esav from the word Asui. That he was already done. He was... Fully cooked Already already, very, uh, was, Well done okay. already a big boy. He came out of the <laughs> oven Very very cooked <laughs> Then his brother came out And holding. his hand Is holding On the ankle of his And his name was Yaakov And Yaakov called uh, Yitzhak called him Yaakov Yitzhak was 60 when he had them So he waited 40 years From the time he got married Until he first had kids 40 years he waited okay? No 20 years I mean 20 years Sorry 20 years. Yeah 20 years From 40 to 60 nice. Exactly yeah, right. Morning, morning math Yes um, So uh, Quick Interesting Midrash Because we like to focus On Midrashim yes, these so this days This a new thing A, new, a whole new uh, So they say What does it mean That Yaakov Held on to Esau's ankle He wanted try to come up before so, him. Right, he wanted to try to come up before him. So there's a fascinating Midrash. I don't know already, what it means. At the same, the wound, they say the, in, in the womb, in, in, the, in the mother's womb, they were already oh, fighting. Yeah, exactly, the first, uh, exactly. So I, I'm reading this, this Midrash. I have no idea what it means. <laughs> I, I just want to bring it to people's attention in case someone can email me with an explanation. I heard this following Midrash agada. That Yaakov was actually rightfully holding on to Esav's ankle. He was holding on to Badin, meaning he had the right to come out first. Yaakov because had the right to come out first. Because esab minashine, because Yaakov was made from the first drop of sperm, and Esau was made from the second. So who was fertilized first? Yaakov. Yaakov's sperm, or egg, sorry. Yaakov, the egg that turned out to be Yaakov was fertilized first, and then was the egg of Esau. Right, which would actually also kind of make sense because if if it was if they were identical twins, then they wouldn't come out so different, right? Meaning if they came from the same egg They're not from the same egg. They're not from the same they're egg, not, they look different. So they're different totally, different totally. egg. And the Midrash is telling us that Yaakov's mm-hmm. egg was fertilized first. Okay. Man And you learn this from a little tube that has a small opening. What do you mean? What am I saying? If you put in two stones into a tube, one after the other, The one that goes in first will come out second. Yes. Right? And the one that goes in second will come out first. So Esav, who was fertilized, that his egg was fertilized second, came out first. Because he, the first one gets fertilized and goes into the tube. And then the second one gets fertilized and goes in after. So the second one that got fertilized is going to come out first. He's like putting the luggage in the airplane. The, the last right, luggage exactly. is the, first, the last one to luggage come out. Or first one to come out. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and Yaakov, when he saw this, he held on to his ankle because he went, Hey, hey, I was fertilized first. I'm you the, the Bechor. To he told it the Bechorah min ad And he, he therefore was, wanted to take the Bechorah that was his right. Yes. This is, was, was what is it? It's a midrash here, just trying to say that Yaakov was in the right. That yes, is that, is that the main point? Yes. Is, it, is it that simple? I don't yes. know. Maybe there's something to it. Yes. Okay, it's a it's a fascinating, yes. very interesting midrash. The sure, is that whatever he did at the end, he was right to do it. He I think, that, right you think that's, it. It's, yes. a, it's a midrash of just trying to clean up his yeah. behavior. And make yes. But uh, anyway, he paid for it. His life, he had yeah, to pray I guess so. I guess so, but that's an interesting uh, Midrash. you could find it in Rashi on Pasu Vav. all right, like the boys grow up, but here outside was a man of the field, a man who knew how to hunt Yaakov was a simple man, we could say he was a simpler man uh, who dwelled in tents, you see I wanted to get to the point in which uh, we um, analyzed their. Individual characteristics Which are going to which be The national characteristics yes. But we're actually Going to have to wait On that okay. tomorrow. So yeah Hashem <laughs> Tomorrow we'll see The story Of the the, the the soup The stew And Esav and Yaakov Discussing Baruch <laughs> And then Amen